Welcome back to the DTCX Exceptional E-Commerce Podcast. This is Technically Speaking. I'm your host, Lucas Walker. Joining me today is Ben Jabawi. Really hope I pronounced that right because I don't think anyone does. I listen to his podcast, E-Commerce Marketing School, which you can find wherever you're listening here, where they do teach you how to say his name correctly. Ben is also the CEO and co-founder of Privy, which was acquired by Attentive last year. Lost, yeah, lost track June, of time. June, coming up on a year, almost a year ago. Wow. Crazy. Um, it is crazy. So we're not going to talk about that because I think that's old news at, at this point. But what we are going to talk about is capturing more emails because I, I swear email and SEO is what pays the bills, including everyone's least favorite pop of the spin to win. Ooh, we're going to be okay. talking a little bit about SMS and text message marketing. It's been around for a little while now with some stats to share on that and how that can also be used on our third topic, which is consolidation. How do you consolidate all of your different platforms? If you're using Privy to capture your emails, maybe another ESP, we had Val Geiser on from Clavio earlier. So maybe you're using Clavio as your ESP and attentive as your SMS marketing. Your customer doesn't know that those are three tools. So you have to be cohesive and have that data going back and forth, especially if for whatever reason you can't consolidate. So I'm excited for the next action-packed 20 to 30 minutes. Ben, welcome to the DTCX Exceptional E-Commerce Podcast. Thanks, Lucas. And you did pronounce my name right, and I appreciate that. It's been butchered my whole life, so really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having oh, me. Well, if you ask me to spell it, then that's where I'll get caught up. If <laughs> My mom used to educate people. It's wowee, jabowee. So oh, there like you go. That. Now you or, remember. What I think is the greatest marketing campaign of the last decade, Zapier makes you happier. Oh, that's good. Wow. Okay. That's really, really It does good. make you happier that you don't have to do your mundane repetitive task and it teaches you how to pronounce a name. I like that. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen that one yet. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But yeah, let's talk about something that maybe doesn't make people happier, which is the spin to win. It just is such a controversial topic. It feels like whenever people say, oh, spin to win is tacky, spin to win is dead. Does spin to win even work anymore? I think once a month we see some variation of a Twitter thread of those or someone saying that, but you have the data, you have the stats that, that they do work. So I'd love to just talk about some of those best practices of how universally any brand can incorporate a spin to win wheel, as well as what it is that works and, and why maybe some of those mechanisms work. Yeah. The first thing I would say, it's so funny to, to still be talking about spin to win. I think there's so many different ways to grow an email list. And I think the thing to keep in mind is, especially in the Twitter sphere, a lot of these operators are venture backed, mm -hmm. right? And they're, you know, growth. If they're even operators. I think that's right. the other thing. Right. Right. A right. lot of people haven't tested it out themselves. Right. But I think spin to win came to be in the community of operators and founders that are truly like bootstrap businesses and like literally trying to squeeze every ounce out of the traffic that they have. And mm -hmm. it's just a very different feeling when you do that, right? You're trying to get everything you can and they recognize the power of email. So I'm happy to share some stats on that. I even just got a great customer example of another spin to win that we can talk through why I think it was successful, but there's a lot of tools in the shed Pop-ups are great. Flyouts are great, right? It's it's all about how you use these things. And for me, I think spin to win, it has a place in the tool shed, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, my favorite use cases around spin to win are when you're actually like at the end of a season and you've got leftover inventory and you want to move it, 
you actually email your VIPs, right? People have spent mm -hmm. ordered three times or spent over 500 bucks with a one day sale and you target off the UTMs and those, those email links, you only display the spin to win to them and you make it super fun and engaging. Like each of the micro copy in the, the wheel slice and you move product, right? So mm -hmm. that's like my personal favorite use case of spin to win, but even so, for well, hold on. I got to cut you off in the middle of, of your great yeah. train of thought. But with that same vein of not just VIPs, but maybe a win back sequence where you have extra inventory, your, maybe your seasonal promo is over, say, and email again, that segmented list saying, hey, haven't seen you on online for a while. If you click this link, you could w win up to 90% off your order and then have a, a crazy spin to win like that. Totally. But I, I do want to talk about it for top of funnel because I think it takes a lot of heat on the quality of the subscribers. And mm -hmm. I, I think there's some merit to that. But I, I think like the world of list growth has changed. And <laughs> this isn't 2016 anymore. Like people put in emails, they do that to join your list, to learn more, to get a coupon, whatever it is. And the same is true for spin to win. And I, I literally at our internal show and tell on Fridays, I just heard a great story of a totally bootstrapped brand that's using spin to win at the top of their funnel. This thing is, you know, I'm not going to say who it is. It's ugly, right? There was very little design care, but mm -hmm. the term, like the copy that they used in the slices was hilarious. They were asking for first name, last name. They had a radio button for male, female, or other, right? So they're collecting mm -hmm. that data and they're asking for email. And they've converted to over 10% of people that viewed that. And that led for them to over 2,500 signups. Mm -hmm. And of those 2,500 signups, 250 of them actually placed an order. So basically 10% order rate off a of spin to win, right? When historically everyone's like, oh, spin to win sucks. So look, I don't have a spin to win tattoo on my back, but I, I believe in list growth and I believe that operators need to experiment with how to do that in a way that's going to work for their brand. And I think spin to win absolutely still works. Yeah. And I think that those stats speak for themselves and then anything else, it's a tool. You also don't need to leave it on all the time. We're recording this going into the Easter Passover long weekend. You could have a little Easter egg hunt and make that part of it. Or for, for Mother's Day, win a gift card or something like that as a gift. You can always have it tie into the, the rest of your marketing as well. And just such a great point on the UTMs. If anyone comes in from a specific campaign, tie it into that campaign of, hey, you know what? We're collaborating with the, the return of baseball. We want to know what, what you want to win. Do you want one pair of, of local sports team tickets? Do you want this? Do you want that? And you're collecting that data, but also you are incentivizing promotions and really the behavior that we all want as operators, which is purchases. And I think that sure, maybe though that list dilution goes a little bit can be diluted on one end, but at the other end, you are getting more sales. And I think that the most valuable email you have on your list is somebody who's used and even better purchased your product before. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And look, if I was building a super high-end brand with my AOVs over a hundred bucks, would I want this to be the first experience? No, I wouldn't, right? But if I've got a 20 to $40 AOV, I might try it out and see what it does. And that's why I think so many brands love spin to win. And I think on the same token, you've got that other side of the coin that just, I don't know if we can swear, but shit's all over it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I think we can. I think that the other point that you mentioned is the lower AOV, but also how many items are in the basket or the shopping cart. When you have multiple items in your basket and that AOV is still in the $20 to $40 range, you have to really get 
creative with how you get customers to add new products. Or if let's say you sell sell spices or salt, people aren't, aren't going to pay more than like $8 for a finishing salt. Well, maybe it's you win a prize added to your order over a certain dollar value and you're creatively getting people to increase that AOV or try new products that you just spent the last several months and a ton of money on, on R&D to actually see if they like it, to start getting those reviews out there, starting to populate some of that UGC around those new products. Yeah. Lucas, when are you launching your salt brand, by the way? It's in the works. I've got a couple of, so I'm doing a brewery tour this summer, cooking barbecue at a couple of different breweries. So I'm going to use that to create the UGC for my barbecue salt. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But getting back to capture for a sec, I think like we talked about tool in the shed and I, I do want to share some stats. So Privy's seen over the years, over 500 mil form fills on, on forms powered by Privy. We, we have a lot of data. I think some of the key learnings that I have over the years is that there's really three types of offers and offer is the thing that's going to carry the biggest impact on conversion, right? So imagine a form, it just says sign up to get our updates, right? There's no like mention of a discount or no perks for joining or anything like that, like you're going to expect to convert 1% of people that see that into signups, right? And that's like consistent with the embedded form at the very bottom of your store. Pretty mm -hmm. much very few people do that. Then there's just like a straight up offer. So, hey, join our list and you'll get a code for free shipping or a code for 10% off or, or something like that. You can expect or you should be targeting around 5% of views to signups. And then there's this third category of, of spin to win or enter to win, stuff like that. That's a little bit more gamified. And that's where you see like really high conversions over 10%. Sometimes we've seen much, much higher than that. So for people that are interested in getting into list growth and, and doubling down there, like start somewhere, right? Start with a form, see what that does, but understand that you've got levers to kind of ratchet up your signup rate and accelerate list growth. And that's typically based on how front and center the offer is. Is there an offer? What is it? And if you've got one second, think about trying to stop the scroll on Instagram. It's the same thing with a pop-up, right? So try to make sure that the most notable thing on that is like what's in it for them. Yeah. And that's such a good analogy too of, I heard it called thumb stopping content where you, whether if you're on Instagram and you want them to stop scrolling and click your ad or that pop-up of, Hey, get follow for our latest drop, make sure you never miss a sale, whatever that call to action is. I think that it's important to, to have that and constantly be testing what your audience will stop and give their email for and then become customers. And I think those stats on captures are just fascinating because we've chatted a couple times over the years and it really does stay pretty consistent that you can think that you don't want to be intrusive air quotes and you don't want to do the spin to win but in actuality no matter who you are or what's happening your conversion rate won't really be any different so there's no reason to at least not try it yeah yeah no i agree with you i wish more brands did yeah well We'll see. So I think that, kind of, that really covers the the first part of it, which is the always controversial spin to win and, and capture. You get those emails, you get those text messages, you got to reach out to them. So I think SMS and text is really interesting at, at Privy Live in, in 2019. You just announced that, I think you announced that Privy Text was coming. I don't think it had even launched yet. Yeah. And in two and a half years, I don't want to say it's everywhere, but uh, the number of brand messages in my phone text inbox is definitely a lot higher than it was two to three years ago. What do you think brands who haven't adopted it yet should know, as well as do you have any stats on that, that you can share? So brands who are engaging with text on SMS that they know where they sit in the pack. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So look, I think I, I've been in this industry long enough to see trends come and go and mm -hmm. reactions from operators return, right? And the conversation around text for brands that aren't sending text yet is very similar to when I first started educating the market around list growth, right? Oh, I don't know. Do I really want to put a pop-up on my site? It's so intrusive, right? I wouldn't want that if I was visiting a site. And what they didn't understand at the time is like, you can target this. They don't have to opt in, right? Mm -hmm. You can segment your list. You can make it fun and rewarding. And so it's kind of this, a very similar conversation around text because they're like, oh, I wouldn't want text from brand. But the reality is the next gen brands that you do and you probably spend a lot of money with those brands. Yeah. Or look like this is the reality of direct response marketing. Like how many people are on your email list? Like really want your emails. Like, I hate to say it. This is a marketing <laughs> channel. Like, like they, they like your brand. Maybe they're interested in learning more or they bought from you once. When they when Friday at 5 p.m. rolls around and they're psyched for the weekend, they're not thinking like, oh, like I really want. Can't wait for those brand emails to come in. Right. Like, oh, I wonder what Burger King's serving up this weekend. Sure, hope they have a special on flame-broiled Whoppers. Totally, totally. It's This is marketing. This is advertising, right? And, and if so if you want to grow your business. Flip it. Yeah. Of hey, you're going to be unsubscribed from all your brand emails. Maybe there's one or two that people would say, oh, well, can I have those back? I don't think anyone would miss it. Or like I could just see this as a Royal King promotion where they offer you a flame broiled Whopper to unsubscribe from an email in your inbox. And I think everyone would do that for $4 worth of, uh, of fast food burger. And it's not, not even McDonald's or Wendy's. It's the third place. So Totally. So look, I think... There is a lot to learn about text. I'm happy to share some of the early kind of stats that we're seeing. And we've got over 2,000 privy merchants now that are using our platform yeah. for text. We're obviously part of Attentive now, which is super exciting. But text has a ton of momentum in the industry. That's not a surprise. But there are some things that are really amazing about it, right? And the first thing that, that comes to mind for me is just there's brands that use privy to send email, lots of them. There's brands that are sending text. And look at the click rate from email. Like a great click-through rate on an email is what? One to 3% max. Yeah. If you right? get 5%, you're not sending enough emails. <laughs> right, right. That would be amazing to get 5%. I think there's instances. But on text, I'd say like even the most basic text that we're seeing out of our platform are getting 10 plus percent click-throughs, right? So I think the, the amazing thing about text is your text list it shouldn't be as big as your email list. It's mm -hmm. going to be a fraction for all the obvious reasons, right? People are still, you know, hesitant to give out a phone number, hesitant to sign up for lists. It is happening and we could talk about that too. But the people that do are far more engaged. You're going to cut through the noise of their inbox. You're going to get right to their phone. They read every single text, or at least I do and, and lots of people do, and they mm -hmm. read them quickly. And like even simple texts, and I'm happy to talk about one I just learned about from our, our customers. Even simple texts with small audiences can drive serious revenue quickly for brands. I've got two follow-up questions there. One is you had some stats and I would love to hear those. Uh, sort of, and I'm assuming it's sort of over time and what you've seen with the trends there. And then I would love to hear more about that simple kind of text that more brands can use. Because I think of the brands that I sign up for SMS related and it, it's beard brand because they have a lot of good style tips and i know sylvester who who writes the tags and but they're all really good and they all capture me and then the other one is for tobacco motorwear because I, I ordered some boots from them but they also send great lifestyle messages which is keeps me i like receiving the messages 
Yeah, so look, let's start with a simple example. So we've got this brand, Haunted Props, uh, power user on email, doing great there. And they were like, what's text all about? Let's give it a shot. So they started building their list. They've got 28 textable contacts. Think about that. Most marketers, most business owners would be like, you can't do anything with 28 people on a list. Like why even bother? And so they go to send their first text message and I'm going to read it out. There is no GIF. There's no image. There's no video. It just says this week, save big on our skull tower door frame set. Hurry while supplies last. And they included a short link back to the site. So that went to 28 people, 10 people clicked through and it drove over $800 in revenue, <laughs> right? So like in some respects, SMS can be simpler, can be faster to execute, right? Cause you need less creative, mm -hmm. you need less content and the people are more engaged. So I love that story. I just heard about that one. There's countless stories like that that I'm hearing about now from our customer base. And I think that's why you see people rushing to text and the brands that are adopting it are seeing tremendous ROI and value. And I, I, I do have some stats from that have been rolled up, so to speak, from Attentive that I'm happy to share. Yeah, I love a good roll up. Any anything rolled up is 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 good in my books. Yeah, so, so. I, I think the amazing thing. So Attentive sent over 18 billion messages last year. That one, that's it's crazy. That's, so I thought the 500 million signups was interesting because it's about six and a half percent of the world's population. But the billions of messages sent is also huge, which gets into the tech side of things. I think we'll talk about in a little bit of things to look for in terms of deliverability and, and consistency. But I would love to hear, let's hear those stats first of what they've seen and learned from sending billions of texts. Yeah. So I think just on its whole, that they've learned that you can drive $55 in revenue for every $1 you're spending on your, your SMS program. And that's specific to Attentive, that's amazing. But like that kind of ROI, that's amazing, right? And for a lot of the brands that are building these SMS programs, SMS becomes roughly 20% of, of their online revenue. So you, you should expect, like I said, really high click-through rates. On some of these campaigns, they're seeing 30% plus. I talked about 10% being pretty standard for what we're seeing and 99% open rates on text. Which is, people see the message and it, it's almost that, that double tap of, hey, we sent you an email, can you go check it? And then they go see all the details in the email. Exactly, exactly. So no, look, I'm not here to shill attentive in the stats. I'm here to share these stories because it's probably easier than you think if you're listening to this podcast to dip your toe in SMS. Mm -hmm. It's probably easier than you think to get a foundation or even start with a single card abandonment text and then dip your toe into a segmented broadcast. Maybe it's once a week or, or twice a month or something like that. And just see, right? Like we talk as marketers, especially on Twitter, a lot of the conversation right now is around acquisition and testing TikTok and going viral on TikTok or Pinterest or Snapchat ads. Like as a operator or a marketer, you need to be agile. Mm -hmm. You need to be trying new things. And I'm an email guy. I'm going to love email till the day I die. But I'm also having a, a lot of fun exploring with our merchants how fast you can get up and running on text and the power it can have for your brand. And it, it's still very simple. In the early days of, to your point, you can have test it with one or two segments and see if it converts. But as you're always testing and focusing on acquisition, well, what do you do with that gray area of 
people you have their contact information, maybe they haven't purchased yet. Can you move them further down your funnel? And you probably can because it's a little bit quicker and closer. They might just never really use email. I know personally, my personal email usage has just dropped. If you want to get in touch with me, send me a text. That's how I do it. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. All my email that I do is work related for the most part. And then friends and family has moved to text. Yeah. Maybe if I'm sending a, a big document or something, yeah. like a photo album, I'll, I'll send it. But even then, it's I'm probably texting or adding to a shared album. Yeah, I have like even cousins that are younger. They're in their young 20s and like they're horrible at using email. Horrible. Yeah. I'm like blown away. a long text message with lots of line breaks, a formatted <laughs> yeah. text. Exactly. Meanwhile, I, I text like an old person sending five messages to, to say one thing. Nothing wrong with that. Well, that's, just, that's how I do it. So that's actually mean that I haven't been hacked to sell some. <laughs> so let's talk about the last piece here, which is, which is consolidation, because really, I mean, we've been talking about it, how you, you might be capturing on site with Privy. Hopefully you are. You might be using either Privy, another service for your email, texting and SMS. And then you're also probably using, or you could be using another platform for your SMS. You could be potentially having three channels to really capture and, and communicate with your customers on different channels. How do you, what? I guess the first question is, what can brands do to avoid overlap so that the, the same customer isn't getting the same message multiple times on multiple channels? Because that feels like a, a pretty quick way to hit the unsubscribe button if I got my, my opt-in confirmation, my welcome flow email, and an SMS all sort of within 10 minutes. I'm, I'm going to instantly regret giving them that contact information. So when it comes to consolidation, what should brands and operators be looking for? Yeah, I think what's happening in this ecosystem kind of reminds me of what happened in B2B marketing automation like 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. On top of Salesforce, you had Marketo, you had mm -hmm. HubSpot, you had Eloqua, you had Acton, you had Pardot, like... Bronto? <laughs> Bronto too. Yeah, but like, I think in like the ability to have choice in vendors is very important. As an operator, you know what you need. Right. And so you may actually want best of breed in email. You may want best of breed in SMS. Uh, you may want best of breed in list growth. What that means, if that's you, is that you need to do the work to make sure these, these systems are hooked up and they all integrate at this point. It's 2022, but it's, it's on you, right? So there has to be good reason for you to choose three separate vendors. And I think in some cases there are, right? I think, especially at the enterprise level, I see a lot of that and I support that. Well, life is good. A nice Boston-based brand. Yeah. I was at Dreamforce and they talked about their, their email deliverability and they're on Salesforce's commerce cloud, like Under Armour and like true enterprise stuff a few years ago. And they said that if they run a flash sale and they email their list of, of 10 million people or however big it was, they can sell out by the time those emails are, are and the emails are still sending. So people who receive that email last, they don't even have a chance to go buy it. So they need something that can deliver a lot of emails fast without raising that red flag of spam. So whenever I hear specific use case, that's what I think of. And those are also the problems that I wish I had where my list is so big that instead of just printing more t-shirts, I'm speeding up my, my pace of emails. But I think that's the kind of instance where it matters or maybe for SMS deliverability, you specifically need attentive because the deliverability is a little bit higher. I saw a stat with very high deliverability earlier. So that's why I keep thinking about that. But you know that with Privy, 
you still need your spin to win to keep capturing at your top of funnel. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think as important as it is for all of these vendors to be integrated everywhere and give choice, I do think that just like HubSpot versus Marketo, folks started to identify their niche and what they're going to be best at. Marketo kept going enterprise and enabling complex scenarios, right? Empowering mm -hmm. marketers. And HubSpot went more of an integrated all-in-one suite with great support and great education. Like, I think there's always going to be a really large market in this space for people that want best of breed and need that complexity. And then I think there's always going to be a growing portion of this market that wants all-in-one, just incredible support. And that's a big part of why on, on previous side, we've expanded beyond list growth to, to do email and now SMS as well. Mm -hmm. I think that we're coming up on time. I'm just looking at, at our show notes. I see some familiar topics of just big lessons from guests that you wanted to, to reshare. And I, I bring it up because I saw the same thing this weekend is just really focusing on those fundamentals, like having the welcome pop-up be be the right pop-up in the right place. If somebody's on your cart page, have a cart saver to capture that email on the cart page versus just letting that, them bounce. Or make sure that your welcome series, your first emails like new customers or, or new prospective customers are getting is really in tune. If you had to say that there was just one lesson from, I think you've got over a half million downloads now on your podcast, e-commerce marketing school. What would you say the, the one theme that you hear often again from operators sharing is? Wow. If I had to boil it down, I think every single one of them wishes that 12 months ago, they started producing content regularly. Everyone is looking for new channels and we're constantly chasing new paid channels, new organic channels. All of them recognize the potential power of SEO, but very few have actually built those habits around investing early enough to drive the impact. Wow. that's I think that's a great place to wrap it up. The best time to subscribe to either Exceptional E-Commerce or E-Commerce Marketing School was 12 months ago. The second best time is right now. So go hit that subscribe button, that follow button on Spotify. If you're on YouTube, turn the bell on, make sure you subscribe. Ben, where can people find you? Where can people find Privy? Yeah, so you can find me at Jabawi, Twitter. Check out the podcast, e-commerce marketing school and privy.com, P-R-I-V-Y.com. Awesome. Thank you so much as always for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, hope you enjoyed this technically speaking video part of Exceptional E-Commerce. There's a few other videos here, here, maybe here, here. I don't know how they set it up. So go click them, watch something, learn something new, maybe prevent a lesson, and make sure you hit the subscribe button.